Now to our discussion about the 28th annual St. Louis African Arts Festival, which showcases the wide range of cultures among African nations and the African diaspora. It returns to the World's Fair Pavilion in Forest Park this weekend. It runs from Saturday through Monday. The festival will include an African marketplace, movies, food, various cultural demonstrations, kids' activities, and much more. Here to discuss what all will be taking place at the event is Gerald Brooks, chair of the African Heritage Association of St. Louis, and Jason McNary, co-chair of the St. Louis African Arts Festival Board. Gerald and Jason, thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you for having well, us here. Thank you for having us here today. Um, let me start out by saying um, this is a free event, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It 100%. <laughs> okay, that's, that's important. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about what's going to be going on. We talked about an African marketplace. What does that mean? Jason, you want to take it? Well, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, our African marketplace, we have about 80 different vendors from all over the country. We've been working, the festival committee has been working really hard to try to expand that to find vendors from different parts of the country, um, different areas, bringing new products, new things um, to just basically make it a much better experience for everyone that comes. So we want different types of, from clothing to candles to you name it whatever we any type of in any type of items that are I guess you can say African authentic we want to make sure we expand on the African diaspora and get every part as best as we can people that are coming to the festival and we display that in our marketplace so we're looking at at items that have been uh, made in Africa or are African inspired or both both, but mainly made in Africa. And our vendors come as far away as New York and also from Kansas, Oklahoma, and Illinois. But these are vendors who visit Africa continuously because their their wares have to be authentic. And some of these vendors have been with us from the beginning. Yes. And they keep coming back. So that's what makes our product so good is because when you walk in, it's like you're walking into a village because you hear it before you get there. <laughs> and then you smell it before you get there and then you see what's going on and the marketplace if, if you if you can wear it if you can use it as a beauty aid product if you can display it as being sold at the marketplace okay what what is exa exactly does it mean to be part of the african diaspora well i, I think that that uh, uh, it's important one of the things that that we're proud of is that uh, we have a diverse audience and that diverse audience uh, is there to learn as we are there to teach. And, uh, the, you know, the, in, the, in the beginning, uh, we didn't know if the St. Louis area was ready for this type of festival, even though it, it grew out of Washington University's African Study Conference. And then um, it, it began that uh, in November of 1991 in the Sheldon uh, Concert Hall. That's where we had our first one. That's how small it was. Mm -hmm. And it's grown now to where we have ten to 30,000 people come through there over the weekend. But what is the diaspora itself? How, how does that figure in? Well, it, it is important that people know what Africans and African Americans contributed to this country to make it as successful as it is. Um, it means that uh, the festival is a means to bring the community together and... and um, through music and dance and art, and it's, it's just the fact that people need to know 
where it all started. <laughs> and so because of that, we felt that uh, St. Louis needed something like this. And so what we do is we try our best to make sure that uh, they understand exactly where we came from as African-Americans. And people come from all over to see it, don't they? And it doesn't oh, matter whether they're oh, black, yeah. white, or... Yes, yeah. does, does not matter. And it kind of helps out because the diaspora in, has expanded. It's landed in Caribbean, and so we have a little bit of Caribbean flavor there, even in our um, food court area, so that's represented there. Um, Latin America, so we have a lot of things that are, we have a couple of vendors that are actually have um, items that are inspired, like Latin American inspired, but you can see how they match up to a lot of things from African culture, um, Western Africa in particular. Um, so we have a lot of, um, a lot of the vendors are generally from Western Africa. Um, Countries such as? Senegal and um, Nigeria. Um, Ghana. Yeah. And, and, and the African diaspora has made a profound contribution to the culture of America. And that's just the bottom line. So people need to know that. And sometimes you have to say it again and again before they get it. And we start with little kids and teens and we teach them. And that's how we actually started out as, as an educational forum. And it got so big to the point where we wanted to spread out and do more. So when we moved it to Forest Park, we were able to do that. Why Memorial Day weekend, or did it just work <laughs> out that way? No, it, it, the first one was held in November, and uh, which means you're mostly indoors. And again, it kept growing, and it kept growing. And one year, we were looking at uh, where we could go that would be big enough, because we were also at uh, Forest Park Community College. We had it there for a few years, too. And we talked to the Park Services folks, and they said, sure. And that was 20 years ago. We've been in Forest Park, doing it in Forest Park for 20 of the 28 years. So, uh, but sometimes it rains. Oh, we've had, you <laughs> name it, we've oh, been yeah. through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wind, rain. Um, storms. Storms, you name, you name yeah. it. We've, and, and you know what? We've, there's been a time where we've lost a few tents, and you go looking for them and bring them back. <laughs> and, uh, but people stick with us. They, uh, they keep coming back because it's that kind of festival. It's a festival for everyone, for every age. And when you get there, we can also feed you because there's food and there's authentic African cuisine as well as American What kind food. of food? Well, the food ranges from, um, we have Ethiopian Senegalese, um, Nigerian. Um, but I mean, what are they? What, what, give me some examples. Examples? <laughs> you know. Well, it's, it's, it's like, the, 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 you, are you talking about like the, the meats and veggies? Yeah. And, uh -huh. yeah what, I mean, a lot of vegetables, you know, and, and, and various types of meat. They do like things spicy. So that, that's another thing. But, but what's, really, what's really outstanding is that we have kids that have been coming to the festival every year, and now they're teens and adults. And they enjoy this food. It's like some of it's too spicy for me, but you see these little kids walking around <laughs> and enjoying the heck out of it, you know. Right. Well, what about, here's something that's very important to folks. What about parking? Well, parking is a challenge um, because um, on this particular weekend, this is kind of Forest Park's impromptu welcome to the summer. So the zoo is at full operation um, the Science Center, a lot of the things in the park. Um, I believe last year um, on opening day when the festival took off, um, the park reported to me or Parks and Recreation reported to me that they also had 22 weddings in the park that day. 
So at the Jewel Box and all the other places within the parks, they had actual weddings. So we were competing with these spaces. We try our best to try to get people in there, direct them to certain parking lots and certain areas. We have park, um, park shuttles that are free for the most part. I think it's, think it's like $2, but it lasts you all day. And then we also have a bi-state. Bi-state, we have two stops right along the park itself, which as long as you're in the park, you can get on the bi-state bus and it would take you straight to the festival grounds. And that is 100% free. Okay. Yeah, we know it's a challenge, so we encourage folks to visit, uh, to use the Forest Park Explorer bus, as Jason yeah. was saying. Mm-hmm. And also park on the uh, Muni lot. They have a lot that they can park on there as well. Because we're also competing with family reunions. There are a ton of family yeah, reunions. You're talking about on. the weddings, those <laughs> yeah, reunions. Yeah, yeah. The fam- and they're bigger than the weddings. So. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of competition. But, you know, we st- people, people will wait until they can find that parking spot or they'll walk just to get to the festival. Yeah. Okay. What led each of you to take part in this? I mean, Gerald, you've been doing this for almost 30 years. I'm not sure, Jason, about you, but what led you to, to be a part of this? Well, I was kind of plucked from obscurity, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, about 10 years ago, um, I was kind of helping um, a, a couple of friends of mine, um, college friends of mine that were actually running for political office here. And I guess my name kind of got floated Um, to Cynthia Cosby, which is the founder. She's the founder of the St. Louis African Arts Festival. And um, and she basically recruited me and she said, you know, um, you seem to have a lot of energy, a lot of great ideas. You can help kind of transform the festival and push it forward into the next 20 or 30 years. Um, So that's kind of I've tasked myself with that responsibility. And I know probably I get on these guys nerves a lot. Um, because I'm really, you know, it, it's actually very passionate about it. Um, and it's kind of, with me, it's grown over the years. Because I knew nothing about the festival when I was brought on it's board. It's a learning experience. It was a total learning <laughs> experience. Um, but now I have a daughter. Um, she's 11. She's grown up um, pretty much with me every time, every year. She'll be out at the festival today because I have to pick her up from school and uh, come back to the festival. So she will be out there and she'll be out there pretty much all weekend. So she's grown up learning and loving the festival that I've learned and loved from them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's how this thing should work. And um, a lot of the other commi- dedicated committee members that we have, they've grown up, a lot of their kids are now involved. And this is just a thing where we're just passing it on, passing it on. And, um, and I'm gonna do my best to not let these guys down and and taking over and keeping it and making it better from year to year. So um, that's that's how I got there. <laughs> okay, Jason, Jason, along with the other co-chair, Robin Gillespie, are pretty much there all the time every day. And uh, I started with the festival 27 years ago. Actually, I was in Jason's shoes. I was doing what Jason, I was the one that was on site every day, all day. And as the festival grew, but recruited by Cynthia, <laughs> you know, I was working at the library and, and, and Cynthia recruited me uh, for doing this and got involved. And it's been one of the organizations that uh, I just can't let go because it's, it's, it's a fantastic organization. I've grown with it. And ultimately, I ended up as chairman of the board of the African Heritage Association. You all work hard. I know the hours are long. Do you get to enjoy the festival yourselves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you're there, you can't help but enjoy yourselves. I mean, you're you're still hearing the music, you're seeing the dancing. You you can participate, and if you got to eat, and you got to <laughs> eat. So, so yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what 
it is about the, all of the volunteers that we have. And, mm-hmm. and it's a total volunteer organization. No one gets paid. Yeah. Everyone who's involved with the festival is a volunteer. And, but it's a love of the festival itself. And it's something that we're bringing to the St. Louis metropolitan area that no one else is. And um, we've taken it on as a passion. And we, we just look forward to the next year. Um, what, what's the most popular activity if there is one thing or two things that are popular, really popular? See, I would say the marketplace. <laughs> the marketplace. The marketplace has to be yeah. number one, yeah. and then probably right behind that is probably our children's and yeah. children's and teens and health village. Um, we offer um, for like our health village. We offer a lot of um, health screenings mm-hmm. um, free for the public. Um, um, so they can come in and get, te- you know, diabetes testing and, you know, um, uh, cholesterol checks and things like that. Um, and then in the children's part and teens, um, we also offer programs, um, even with the, from the little kids, from little activities and building things, um, face painting, <laughs> all the way up to the teens, um, which give them an avenue to express their, their love for art and entertainment. And they're able to express those things either through singing and um, painting or um, spoken word. Um, so that has also been a very um, big part of the festival over the last two or three years, and that has grown religiously larger and larger. And um, we got to... Let me stop you here just for a second. Uh, <laughs> our, our time is running short. If you could say just uh, briefly in one sentence why people should attend the African Arts Festival, what would you say? The ultimate event for entertainment, for food, for fun, for learning to come to. Okay, Jason, why should I come? You should come to two words, perfect experience. Okay, very good. Thank you gentlemen very much. I want to thank Gerald Brooks and Jason McNary, the organizers of the St. Louis African Arts Festival for joining us today. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.